one. And we are recording episode 877, Tuesday, August 9th, 2022 at 426 p.m. Eastern time. 77 years ago, they dropped the uh, A-bomb on Nagasaki. Just from Yeah. That, but that has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. Frederick is coming to us from uh, Berlin, Germany. And um, yeah, I think aside from like one other guest, this is the longest game of like email back and forth. <laughs> we've gone. I got to reschedule. I'm sick. You're sick. I'm sick. Wrong time. For... But it has happened before and I don't give a shit. And uh, just so happened to happen with us. And uh, but now we are finally doing it. I think we've been in contact for like three or four months, but uh, <laughs> it's finally here. The stars have aligned. And uh, Frederick, why don't you introduce yourself and then take it away? Hey, as you said, my name is Frederick or Freddy. Uh, I used to be a professional computer player like 20 years plus ago uh, in StarCraft, vice world champion in what? Korea. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I, I was playing computer games professionally before it was um, considered cool, nor um, were you making a lot of money. Not, oh, not close yeah. to what people make now. Like yeah. When I became vice world champion in 2003 in Korea, um, that was $10,000. You know, yeah, and now, now, you get, now you get like a billion dollars for just fucking doing anything. Yeah, uh, I mean, you don't even need to be a player. You can just talk about stuff on the stream. You can I talk mean... about playing. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> we were just talking about that beforehand. Just how utterly unfair and unmerit meritocratic meritocracy. You get on TikTok, you shake your ass and pour pancake batter on yourself. You get a million dollars. You hunt down doctors and NSA agents and CIA analysts and soldiers in ukraine and try to spill the beans on real stuff and what what do you get you get banned from youtube so i don't i don't know what or a bullet or a bullet best case scenario banned from youtube as we saw yesterday or the fbi raids the former president's house and uh, it seems like i don't know how much longer in the united states it's gonna be you only get banned from youtube and uh but yeah so it goes it is a weird time, especially the last couple of years. You know, yeah. free speech is under attack. Free thought is under attack. You know, science is under attack. Double blind placebo studies are under attack. You know, adverse event reporting is under attack. It's a, it's a very special time. Um, well, I think none of us, like the, the folks your age and my age, I, I believe, at least in my friend circle, Nobody has ever asked as many questions or felt as unsure about how we are governed and how the system works as people are now. Oh, like, yeah. It's... When I was younger, I, w- I thought it's kind of a broken system in parts, sure. but it felt like, you know, those people are kind of shady and too shitty, but the overall system is still intact. And now it's kind of like the curtain has been pulled down and people yeah. are like, what? This is how it's going down? You can just, you know, not release the other studies and release the one and then roll out product to billions of people? Yeah, there's always been that feeling. I mean, I'm 32. There's always I turned been... 38. Uh, okay, okay. There's always, yeah, there's always been that feeling of like, yeah, there's fuckery. Yeah, well, yeah what are you surprised? Corporations are, are putting, it's putting profits first. Yeah, and what, politicians are lying. And the CIA is doing shady shit. Like, yeah, no shit, right? And 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 water's wet. But it's kind of like you know, you just 
you realize that by the time you're like 15, you're like, yeah, there's, I mean, what do you expect? But like you said, at least for me, I've had the same feeling where like overall it seemed like the system was like pretty good. It had its flaws, right? And now you really are starting to see it's not at first, at least for me in the last two years, it started to seem like, oh, the system's falling apart. And now I think it's, I think what we're seeing is how the system's been run for hundreds of years. We're just seeing it now that really it has always been rotten to the core. Yeah. I mean, it's still to me, it's unclear what the agenda really is. I mean, you can go certain ways or other ways, depending on how you consume your information and where you get it. But it's still unclear to me what, what the master plan behind this is, but it just seems so weird to do it so in the open and to kind of say things and do things that kind of have no, I would say it, a lot of the decisions in the last two years have been quite the opposite of what makes sense, you know? And yeah. to me, it's still shocking that two, three years into this pandemic, there's so many open questions about where it came from, like, do mask work, you know, yeah. stuff that would be in a study in the first month of the pandemic to figure out, does this work? Does that work? Ivermectin, let's have 10 studies for a billion dollars, you know, because, you know, yeah. there's so much money. Yeah. Like, why is none of this happening? And then you look deeper and deeper and it makes less and less sense. And I think, I'm not sure about you, but for me, it was a transition period. You know, in the beginning, I was quite fearful. I was more timid than my friends. I, I kind of self-isolated. And so oh, yeah. And then scary. over the months and years, it was like, what is happening? It makes no sense to this day. In certain supermarkets, uh, you see people having masks on. I see people in a park alone oh, in the awesome. sun with a mask on. It's kind of like brain. They, they are brainwashed at this point because not even science that is kind of corrupted says wear a mask outside. Yeah. It's, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm with you. At first, it was scary. To say that it wasn't scary is lying. I mean, it was, like, weird. It was like, oh, it's coming to another country. Oh, they're, like, shutting down travel. Oh, they're shutting down the Olympics. Like, I I vividly remember, like, Googling on my phone. I was like, is this the end of the world? Because it kind of seemed yeah. like it, right? And then it went by, and I got COVID in August 2020. I was sick as shit for, like, a week. And then, like, a couple other people I worked with got it. We all got through it, and it's not to make light of those that died, but you started to realize you're like, oh, life's life's going on, and then you slowly started. I used to work in a liquor store, and we'd all be sitting around inside with our masks off, and then we'd see a car pull up through the window. We'd see like five girls get out. None of them <laughs> would have masks on. Yeah, they would all put on their masks. We would put on our masks. They'd come in. We'd do the charade. They'd leave. We'd take them off. They'd take them off. And yeah, like as soon as the store closed, we'd all take them off. And we're like, 9 p.m. It's COVID. It's not here anymore. And it started to, you started to realize it's not the end of the world. And then you start. And I remember at first I was having on doctors. I was so psyched. I was like, this is cool. I was like, there's someone's going to make history. They're going to make the vaccine it's going to be a fucking awesome story, right? It's going to be on par with like ending world war two. And then I remember like just kind of reading one day 
I think it was on like CNN or some shit. And it was like, well, the vaccines, they don't prevent uh, infection or transmissibility. And I looked at it and I was like, wait, what? I was going to get the vaccine. And I was like, <laughs> I was in the same, same shoes. I looked at it and I was like, am I fucking high? And I like brought it up at work. I was like, do you know, it doesn't actually. And other people were like, do you just get it? And I was like, no, what? I was like, hold on. No, 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 hold on. This isn't, this isn't making sense. And people were like, shut up. And I was like, oh, something's up. And then starting to talk about it on the podcast and I'd never had a problem before. And then YouTube started giving me strikes and then suspensions. And I was like, oh, there is fuckery afoot. And then I started yeah. reading into the history of big pharma. I had on Gerald Posner, the author of the book Pharma. Started learning about the Sackler family, the, uh, uh, what is it? The, who's the one that make Oxycontin? Walton, not Walton. That's, mm. that's the Walmart, not important. Watson and, uh, Purdue Pharma. And I started reading about all of that and not just from like the sixties, but into like the eighties, nineties, two thousands. And I was like, this was, this is right in the rear view mirror. They were doing this shit when iPods were out. Like this isn't that old. And then all the pieces started kind of coming together. And I was like, oh, this is fucked. This whole thing's fucked. Yeah. I, I mean, what you said earlier about the mask, for me, it's, it's crazy that to this day we debate about the issue whether it works or not. If it works, then it should be easily provable. And if it doesn't, it's how, how is this still a topic, you know? And you well, find people on both ends that are 100% certain that they don't work, they do work. And yeah. this is just one example. You have so many of these examples. It's kind of like ma mainstream misinformation campaign where in the end, nobody really knows, but they just follow rules because they don't want to think about it anymore. But it it is interesting in that it 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 starts to fine hone your 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 critical thinking skills because you have to you start to come to the conclusion that well the science should be self-evident right you can burn the astronomer at the stake or log him in the basement or excommunicate him from the church for saying that the earth isn't the center of the universe but i mean as time goes on the tr it, the truth just is It's just, it's what it is. And you don't need to have a PR campaign. I always use this example to say that gravity is 9.81 meters per second squared. Like it just, it just is. Like you can take that camera. You can see how much time passed. You can see how fast it fell. You can do the calculations and you're going to come out to roughly 10 meters per second. It just is. You don't have to. You know, you do rain dances to make the to make the rain cr uh, come to have the crops. And then one year you don't do the rain dance and the rain still comes. And you go, I think it just rains in the spring. It just it just is. And. I mean, that... I, I would agree with you about, you know, most things. But the problem is if the narrator tells you what the truth is, despite, you know, the the evidence saying another thing and people just follow it because you know they're used to you know that the majority should be right yeah and it becomes complicated when people don't question anymore when people say well you, you have an idea about the virus but you're not the virologist so you cannot have an opinion yeah it's kind of like a very problematic position people put themselves and others in when you cannot openly debate 
complicated topics anymore because you're not quote unquote an expert and only quote unquote experts can have an opinion on things you know and yeah. it, it's it, to me that's very anti-intellectual and very non-curious about the world and that's a mindset that i think is is a problem in our society if it, if it gets further than that you have drones that just do what the overlord tells them to do i think that i think you and i are both right in that let's use this example again dropping the water bottle mm. but instead of this camera which is just right real time one second is one second it's whatever it is 30 frames per second what if we were using like uh like a like an industrial slow motion camera like a hundred like a million frames a second where it take you ever seen that youtube channel slow-mo guys mm, or the, yeah you know, you know they'll, a... they'll shoot the bullet through the water balloon it's whatever the fuck it's great and as time's gone they've been on youtube for like 15 years and they've gotten you know tons of money and they get better and better cameras to the point where like they'll film one second and it would take a year to watch the full thing. <laughs> That's how much information is in it. So let's say we have one of those cameras and I let go of my water bottle. And I'm telling you, you know, Frederick, people will see that it's 9.81 meters per second squared. And you're going, I get it. But the narrator is saying, look, the water bottle's not moving. We're both right and that i say it's moving you're saying people are listening to the narrator what we're not considering is the dimension of time now let's wait six months if we're using mm. the camera now all of a sudden it's starting to go down you're still right and that like half the amount of people will just still listen to the narrator but as time goes on mm. we're gonna start to so i think right now we're in the middle of like a slow motion thing in that we're both right. People are waking up and using creative, or not creative thinking, critical thinking, and the truth is becoming apparent, but there's still a lot of people who are watching it and going, no, the water bottle is not moving. Or even when they start to see it move, they go, the narrator said it didn't move. Mm. Give it, what is it, it's 2022? That's the most year. optimistic I have heard you in a yeah. while. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, I know, right? Well, I got to get back <laughs> to being optimistic. But, I mean if I had talked about, you know, vaccines in August, 2020, mm. that'd sound crazy. August, 2021, I get banned from YouTube because the views started getting traction. Mm. August, 2022. Those are my most viewed videos. Interesting. It's going, it might take 2023, 2024. I don't know. It might, who knows? Maybe you and I will both get shot in the face one day. Eventually like the astronomer, it will come out. It's just it would. well. I'm usually the positive guy here, and you're the doomsday guy, from what I grasp. So um, it's interesting to hear. My point was more like if you can funnel the narrative into a certain way. I'm sure there are examples in history where we have no clue what actually happened, and sure. whatever the story is, we bought it, we but, ate it, and now we re-narrate it. Important clarification, and I've I've used that example too. Mm non-scientific things we'll never mm. really know what happened with jfk we won't they did it too well there's no piece of evidence somewhere they burned it all they killed everyone and all the people involved were dead but that's I, a I, that's a political thing that didn't there's not science in that the moon landing you can deny it one day we'll all have cameras that can zoom in and we'll go hey 
There's the lunar lander. <laughs> it happened. Do you know what I mean? One science, mm. one is a human event. You can fudge a human event. Yeah, no, those stories are lost to history. We'll never really know. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I think we agree oh. basically on it. It's just that, you know, in certain ways, I think 10 years from now, this will, uh, a certain amount of the population will look at this and say, well, glad that we got the vaccines in the mass. That's how we got out of this. Right? Sure, sure. Oh, yeah, um, no, no. That narrative will still run. No, it will. But I agree about the time frame. And, you know, I hope a lot of the good stuff happens in my lifetime. Yeah. Because the time frame might be 500 years where they figure out, oh, those people were full of shit and yeah. they got bought off to say certain things. But uh, my last example, and then we can move on, is about, you know, when they say certain things about sugar in the, mm-hmm. I don't know, 60s and scientists got bought yeah. off, you know, yeah. then yeah. Yeah. your science example doesn't work anymore because you can, yeah. But then, but it does work because now we're talking about it. Yes. And it does come It took six decades and a lot of people got diabetes, but it did come out. That doesn't mean it's going to happen in our lifetime. Doesn't mean it's going to happen in our kids' lifetime. It will, it will eventually. It's like the glacier moving. It moves an inch a year. It'll fucking bulldoze mountains. It'll take a million years. It will do it. You think our grandchildren will have the Pfizer papers in hand? Have the, what? The Pfizer documents. They oh, we might. Oh, dude, it might. They, it might. I mean, fuck, it might go Nazi. They might t- have a thousand-year Reich. I don't know. But what I mean is eventually the truth will come out. Mm. And, and even if it doesn't, even if they kill off all of humanity, the truth will still just exist because it's just it's what it is. If an asteroid hits the Earth and vaporizes it, the gravitational constant is still the same. Mars doesn't give a shit. The sun doesn't care. The Andromeda galaxy is not like, oh, God, there goes, they just killed humanity. There goes, no, 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 no. The protons in a star in the Andromeda galaxy or the Triangulum galaxy, they're still, they have the same proton decay. There's the same electromagnetic forces. It doesn't care. Mm. It does not care. It's just, it just is. It's not that it cares or doesn't care. It just is. So that's well, kind of where I come from. No, I, I, I see your point. I just hope we get some of the answers in our oh. lifetime. And oh, me too. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully some of what we uh, see on the horizon for, you know, the winter uh, wave and, you know, new vaccines and so on is um, something that does not happen in, in the worst kind of way that we can imagine. Because I don't know about you, but in my circle, more and more of the parents of friends of mine have weird problems health-wise, like cancer is on the rise and you mm-hmm. know, sudden death syndrome and stuff like that. So I hope it's not connected to anything that's been rolled out in the last two years. Yeah, I mean, it could be COVID, it could be the vaccine, it could be something else, but I'm kind of terrified if if some of the conspiracy might become true when it comes to the effects of the spike protein in the body, yeah. whether it's from COVID or from the vaccine. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no... I don't want to be right. Mm. Like, there's no... What am I... Everyone, I, with the exception of like five people, everyone I know... Everyone I know and love, everyone I know and just kind of like, all have the vaccine or all mm. got it. I don't 
What am I? Ha! I told you it was a fucking poison. Take that, you know, cousin mm. or or aunt or 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 you know, fucking whatever or best friend. Told you. What am I cheering for? What? I don't want to yeah. be right. I want to be wrong. I would love, I would love nothing more if in ten years I was like, oh my god, I really was a menace to society. <laughs> I was spreading <laughs> misinformation. I would love if it came out that like all the doctors I had on were like bought off by fucking whatever, you know, ivermectin or I would love to be wrong because that would be such a beautiful learning experience because I would look back at how certain I was that I was right and I'd be happy. I'd be like, hey, I'm the idiot. Yeah, yeah. I told my my family the same uh, in the beginning of the pandemic. I told them I hope we sit at the Christmas table and I you you guys are all making fun of me for yeah. how foolish I was. Yeah. And it was back then out of fear of that Corona might be real because that back then it was just in China. And then later on, everybody got the vaccine and I, I once again was on the other side. So it's kind of hard to swim against the current all the time, especially when it's like if the whole world is kind of impacted by this. Yeah. Um, and uh, for a certain time now, it's better, but you were kind of a renegade when you or kind of looked down upon in society when you were not following the official agenda. Now it's getting gotten better, I think, because people realize it's not what it was supposed to be. And the difference is not that big. Um, but the problem with the adverse events is it's really hard to tra trace it down to what the reason is. Right? You know? mm -hmm. Certain events, they happen and it could be this, it could be age, it could be something else. Um, so it's, it, it, it might take time to figure out what this really is. Um, I haven't followed Corona too deeply in the last couple of months. Um, or the pandemic situation anymore. But do you know if um, there was this endurance data? You remember the the um, the excess death data um, from 2021, um, where I think Robert Malone talked about the data that came out by big endurance companies. Oh yeah, the 40% increase. Yeah. Where the, yeah, a 10% increase is like a once in 200 year event. Yeah. Uh, is this figured out yet? Because I mean, this is such a large. That was such number. a large story. Yeah, you're right. I don't. But I don't think I've heard unclear. any more of it. So there, there, there's a thing where, like, I would love for me to be wrong. I do remember him bringing that up on one of my episodes. Mm. I would love to be wrong. Yeah, you're right. Actually, like, what, what what happened I'll with that? that? I'll Google that right now. I don't know. Hold on. Because I I thought like this is the most. That's a yeah. You're right. Question. That's a huge. If forty percent of if forty percent more people are dead. <laughs> yeah. Unless the censorship machine is so good, but Occam's razor would say that it's that it wasn't true. So let's look up. Let's look up. I mean, also, we would see certain signals for the next years or the years to come. Yeah. So insurance company. 40 percent. Of course, of course, Google won't uh, won't finish it. <laughs> yeah, I started DuckDuckGo, and then they decided also to DuckDuckGo went full. Do you yeah. think that guy actually had a change of heart, or do you think that guy got a visit from some? Um, I, I didn't follow it. Uh, he, like, did he get NPC? Is he really just fucking? I I think they just realized well we can <laughs> we can play against the rules, but then you know we might not be a player for long. Yeah, uh, that could have been the case. But also, you know, some of that's the issue here. I mean, we are not 100% um, assured to be right either. 
So some of those people, they are not doing it out of, you know, harming others. They truly believe that what they're saying and doing is for the better good of others. So, so it's... I'm looking, I'm looking online and there's really no article past January, 2022. Now, granted, I'm using Google, but okay. There's one February 23, 2022 from the Wall Street Journal. Let's see news. Okay, well, here's one from seven hours ago, but I don't know where this. Let's see. It's all from January. Yeah, the, nobody so, really followed through on this because I thought like it's the most that would be the biggest problem. Yes, it's like if this is true and it's not like made up by some conspiracy guy, but like it's official data. And governments have also that data. Then why are we not talking about this twenty four seven investigating what kills more people than usual? I mean, that's that would be the most obvious task to have. Yeah, uh, but it disappears. Yeah, and so I would. That's something where I would go. I was wrong, right? Because even with like a COVID narrative, you can still find something. You won't find it on YouTube. But you can go to Rumble, BitChute, Odyssey. You can go to Rogan, find it on Spotify. You can find it on, a, you know, whatever, a Facebook thread or a Reddit thread. You can still find it. They'll try to do the whack-a-mole, but you mm. can still find it. There's no one even talking about that. So you could back yourself into a corner and go, it's because the deep state's censoring everything. It's the mo-. Occam's razor would say. It's like if you finally get a telescope strong enough and you zoom in and you go, Hey, there's the lunar lander. You could go, well, NASA flew it up there in 2015. Or you were wrong, right? Mm. You got a little ego chip. You go, fuck, I'm an idiot. So there's something where I looked back, you know, that was probably seven months ago, where we have them on talking about insurance company claims. I think I was wrong. I'm not sure you were. It's more like, the story was big and then it disappeared. You know, people are supposedly still, ex- they're still excess death, I would think. Again, we'll see. It will come out, right? I mean, mm. census data, but that's controlled by the government. I think you'll see, and I don't know. I mean, it will manifest in one way or another. You'll have a private company saying, yeah, not as many people are buying phones this year, right? You'll have something that doesn't give a shit about government narrative that just wants money, right? You'll have Apple come out and they're indifferent to COVID, but they're like, nobody's buying MacBooks. <laughs> and then we'll be like, oh, fuck, everybody's dead, right? You'll have Zuckerberg come out and be like, yeah, Facebook's losing a ton of money, right? So I don't know. No, because you could still artificially do that with bots. It would be something real. It would be, It would be like food consumed. It would be yeah, cars bought. It would be something real. Because there's no way you and I would know. I mean, I go... As long as, like, the town I'm in hasn't been nuked, if you just, like, cut... Like, I wouldn't know if 3 billion people died from COVID mm-hmm. or if 10 people died. I wouldn't yeah. know. I wouldn't fucking... What am I doing? Am I, am I going over to India and be like, huh, is this how I remember it? Like... No, I've never left the United States. I live in a bumblefuck town. Like I, I don't, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know. So, 
truth be told, if nobody told me that there's a pandemic in the last two years, nobody would have un like even witnessed it, you know, like yeah. some people died, um, some older people, especially. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm not trying to make light of this, of but not. in your friend circle, I bet under 40, you basically don't know a person that died. of COVID. I know one guy that died. There's a guy I used to go to the gym with and he was like late fifties overweight though had been a drinker his whole life mm. every day he and i would sit in the sauna and he he had beat cancer several times and he was trying to lose weight and he was having like heart surgeries he had okay that's an uh, extreme so, case though yeah that guy i know that guy died mm. and if he had died regardless i would have said well it kind of seemed like that was just going to happen right regardless of the pandemic I mean, if he got, yeah, if he had just dropped dead, I wouldn't be that surprised. I don't, yeah, I don't know. And that might just be my own, you know, just because I don't know anyone, that that also doesn't mean it's not true. That could be my own myopic view. Oh, right? Of course. Um, I, I, and I'm not saying it's not real or anything. I'm just saying under 40, I don't know, seeing a person that has died in my friend circles or friend friend circles. And um, obviously some people under 40 die, but it's, it's sure. very rare. Um, it's sure. usually older people or people with comorbidities and, you know, serious health issues. I'm not saying, you know, we should take it easy, but at the same time, I think one of the big issues was that everybody was so frightened, you know, if it would be like, yeah, if you are overweight, if you have some problems, maybe even cancer and you're older then. This is very dangerous. But if you're yeah. 12 years old, you know, you're not the death angel that's going to kill grandma and, you know, all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. I think a lot of people have psychological problems from the pandemic and sure. our reaction to the pandemic. And but I, how, do, yeah, how do you not? Yeah. How do you not? And also, I think life changed in the last few years. I mean, yeah. online dating has changed a lot. I think people are different i think there's less hope there's less optimism um a lot of bad things have happened to humanity in the last two years not just the pandemic but you know our joy is is less than before i think for life yeah and you have to wonder are we just going through a growth period or is this like the end and see i have to recognize that myself because the biggest critique i get from people is that I'm way too optimistic. And and, <laughs> really? the and then it surprised me because you go, Tommy, you're the doom and gloom guy. And for a second, I was like, <laughs> wait, what? But that goes to show I've changed. But then that also puts like a burden on your own shoulders where like, hey, the world might be getting darker, but you still have to do your part to make it brighter, mm. right? It's like the milkman, you know, that famous photo of the milkman and bombed out Britain in London and he's carrying, you know, keep calm and carry on. That's where it comes from. It's just like, <laughs> listen, I'm not saying that like the Nazis aren't shooting missiles at us, but you can't just say it's over. Part of you has mm. to be just like, Hey, just ignore the bombed out building. I yeah. got to deliver milk. So yeah, is there, it does seem darker, but that doesn't mean we can just accept it and say it's all fucked because then, then it's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. We're all going to be depressed and we're all going to make it worse. You have to, you can't be blind to it. You can't pretend it's not happening, but like, I, I, 
my air conditioner works. I went to the gym today. It, it was beautiful. It's hot as fuck, but it's beautiful. Sun's shining. My internet worked. You and I got the podcast finally worked. <laughs> I mean, there are good things. Those are good yeah. things. My car works. Um, I have running water. I'm also usually the optimistic guy. It's just, uh, you know, it's such a massive event. It has changed my perception of reality and made me more afraid of big government and overreach. And now with the WHO system in place where all these countries in lockstep will do certain things yeah. during the next pandemic, it's kind of scary. But, you know, that's that, that's my problem. For the last two, three years, I had to live um, in different possible um, realities, you know, one where there's, um, let me just turn this off, one where, uh, you know, this is going to be really bad for us long term. Um, and what we take to counterattack the pandemic is also going to be a problem for our health. And maybe two years from now, everything is going to be normal again. So who knows? I'm trying to be optimistic as well. I'm just saying uh, it, it it has um, changed me and not in a sad way, more like I question a lot more. And I used to be somebody where people told me, you know, you, you should not be as critical about your environment and question so much. I mean, that yeah. was before the pandemic. Yeah. Cause there is a, it, it there is a, a diminishing returns, right? Questioning COVID. Okay. But I can't, I can't like get on the road every day and be like, do the streetlights work? Like you can't get on a yeah. plane and go like, is the pilot fucked? Cause then you're going to go insane and then you're not going to enjoy yes. life. Yeah. Like you, you, I just kind of have to, I'm on the second floor. I kind of have to just assume the engineers that built this building 50 years ago, they did, they did the math, right? I kind of yeah. just have to accept that because otherwise you're going to go nuts. And, but it's also like a natural, you know, like right after World War II, I mean, so many people, they all had, you know, they'd stuff cash under the bed. They all had their own food. They had preserves in the basement. They had fucking guns. And, you know, for the next 50 years, you kind of look back at them and be like, yeah, we got, you know, they came out of World War II and they were paranoid. And then we kind of slipped into complacency. And now here we are, we're going... Mm that's not a bad idea to have a year of food in your basement, you know, and it's, I don't know. So to be honest, this is also the first time that people talk in Germany and Europe, you know, gun laws are, I think Switzerland has as many ga uh, guns per capita as, uh, as the US, but in general, you don't see people wearing guns or guns in general outside of the police forces. Right. Yeah. But in the last two years, people told me like, this is the first time I'm actually thinking of getting a gun just to be, you know, oh, yeah. assured that if shit hits the fan, I can protect myself from, you know, guys yeah, trying yeah. to get my reserves or the whatever, maybe the government trying to force yeah. me into things I don't want to do. Yeah. So <laughs> I think people have become more aware of um, a pot potential danger coming from yeah. authorities. It is a weird game of like musical chairs where it's like, we're all still playing the dance. I go to the store and I can go get a bag of chicken from the freezer and I can walk out and just take a plastic card and swipe it. And I'm allowed to leave. It's not that it's not that there's barbed wire and sandbags around the place. But it is like a weird game of musical chairs where it's like, I'm still 
I'm still allowed to just use the plastic card and you're going to give me the chicken and we're we're good. Because your credit score is positive, sir. It's gonna, it's, it's, you know, and then every like military friend I have is like moved out. That Yeah, that's a bad omen when like every veteran I know has like sold everything and moved out into like the mountains and just bought guns cool. and farming. Like everyone I know. That's not a good, that's not a good sign. <laughs> no, but, it's not a good sign. But it could also be that that's what they're trained to see. And maybe mm. that's, they're looking at it as, these guys have fought in Iraq and Afghanistan and they might just be, they might be like, I'm just never going to let that happen to me again. I don't know. I have no idea, but it's definitely Uh, not a good sign. (laughs) No, uh, it's not a good sign. On the other hand, who knows, maybe in a year or two, it's really going to die down. And I, I see more and more people being more relaxed about the overall situation. And I think a lot of the hysteria of the last two years doesn't work anymore. With, yeah. with the majority, I would say. Yeah. I'm not sure about your your uh, circle, but I mean, a year ago, people were reacting a lot more than now. You know, you cannot really shock people with corona numbers anymore. I think it's it's yeah. become normal almost. Y- you know, yeah, yeah. It's. I think that like another possibility is what we're going through right now is something like post 9-11 America, the first couple mm-hmm. of years, where, like, we got to go to Afghanistan. Well, of course. They bombed, you know, they fucking took down the World Trade, allegedly. Or it was the CIA, I don't know, give or take. Okay. And then it's, we're going to Iraq. Why are we, why are we going to Iraq? But it's, it's shut, shut up. You know, we got to go, we just got to go fucking kill them. And it's like, all right, you know, like you have a couple, you have like a Ron Paul who's like, we're not going to do this. You have a Bernie Sanders, but I mean, come on, ninety nine percent of people are like, where are you fucking? Are you terrorist? You know, it's not the it's not the war on it's it's the it's GWAT. It's the global war on terror. What are you fucking pussy? You want this to happen again? Also, they no. have weapons of mass destruction. They have weapons of mass destruction. They're scared shitless. There's no social media to kind of like YouTube wasn't around. There's no independent channels. Yeah, you just kind of bum rush your way into it. And then 20 years later and trillions of dollars when you go, all right, I think that was kind of fucked. And we pull out and we all just kind of go, well, that was embarrassing. But we still kind of saw it through. It's like, oh, that was bullshit. So, like, it might be like a 20-year thing where it seemed like we were never going to leave Iraq. And now now we're gone. We go, oh, it, it did end. You know, Vietnam did end. It took 10 years. This one took 20 years. But it did end. The Cold War eventually ended. That's so weird that Iraq was longer than the Vietnam War, right? Twice as long. But it's so weird because, you know, Vietnam War is something I know from the history books or some documentaries. But Iraq happened right under my nose, like while I was on Earth. And it's like 20 years and there was no real reason to go there except for, you know, the defense m- contractors. Yeah. Yes. It's crazy to me. But yeah, I actually wanted to come on for a different topic, but we, we went down this rabbit hole already. Yeah, dude, so I'm that, not that, sure if no, we can start the other one. No, let's no, let's keep going with this. It's the natural flow of the the podcast. You have to kind of just ride the wave of what it is. It's <laughs> okay. it's that's that's what I've learned in my in my 876 episodes is to not not direct it much like the much like the narrative 
right? Mm-hmm. You have to, this is disinformation. This is misinformation. That's hate speech. And it's like, no, just fucking just let it go. Whatever it is, it is. That's one thing I've kind of learned with the podcast, with the exception of like, I don't know, like an author about a specific book. That's okay. But everything else, you kind of just have to let it flow naturally, right? And it's, it might also be, I'll get back to this point. I really got to go to the bathroom. Frederick, I need, <laughs> I need you to monologue. Tell people where to find you if you got social media or whatever the fuck. Oh, no, I don't really have social media. I'm not. Take it away. Yeah, take your bathroom break. No, the other topic that I wanted to bring, or the main topic that I wanted to bring today to the show was um, related to blockchain and Bitcoin and who Satoshi Nakamoto is, (laughs) which is completely opposite from the pandemic, except for that there might be some intersection with the WEF. Um, But I'm not sure if this is like a quick topic. So let's see if... if, uh, what what Robert, uh, rabbit hole Tommy and I will go down and if we can make it through to the blockchain what part of it. Otherwise, um, it might have to be a different episode and I jump on this podcast again. Yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't listened to Tommy's um, podcast uh, in the last uh, few weeks, actually. So last time he spoke about uh having episode 700 something or maybe in the early 800s so um he's he's putting it out there frequently uh and uh in general i got um introduced to tommy's podcast through as i um alluded to earlier through robert malone and uh, peter mccullough um and some other doctors and people that are um very closely involved um with the pandemic in one way or the other but i thought that um since you the audience uh, is probably a bit more conspiracy interested or at least questions more um that the topic i wanted to bring to the table would be something that a few people might want to hear about all right um, what i i just uh kind of uh teased the bitcoin blockchain topic for your audience well here i'm gonna i'm gonna put you in right now because we're still gonna talk for a bit but i'm gonna i'm gonna put you in for next week same time same day and we'll we'll actually do what the episode is supposed to are you cool with that, you cool with that? <laughs> yeah yeah sure. Um, sure i i just you know it's a topic that's quite um, complex and to me it's a more interesting and rewarding rabbit hole than the pandemic one um, but it's something I can kind of start talking about but but it would take some time to you know get into the weeds of why it might make sense to people no, we'll, and why they we'll, should look into it we'll just go right into that next time I've had on uh, uh, Nick Hudson his foundation is Panda I think it's in mm-hmm. South Africa and it's kind of about like government overreach during covid mm-hmm. he's come on three times now we've never got to panda <laughs> it's it's but they've all been fucking great and we always joke like we'll get ah, to yeah. it it's they always that it's yeah um so kind of like like where let's say there is the 40 percent increase in deaths well let's mm-hmm. take something that like we do now 
skyrocketing myocarditis, right? Heart attacks in young people, right? We see it on TV. You see, you see the most healthy people in the world, athletes, probably soccer players. They're probably the healthiest. I've seen them drop dead, right? That's something we know is not normal. We know that five-year-olds don't have heart attacks. And there are a lot of people who are, right, you've seen the headlines, climate change is affecting your heart. Or, you know, sleeping in a weird position could cause heart attacks. Do you shower this way? It could cause a heart attack. Do you brush your teeth? Really? There's just, now you'd have to look at it and go, huh, there's never been heart attacks in young people like this before, ever. Has anything changed in the last year that we've also never done? Just the, mm-hmm. just the scientist in me. Well, if if I started losing subscribers left and right, I mean tons. And I also started just getting shit-faced during every episode. You'd have to go, hey, in two years, I've never, in three years, I've never lost subscribers this fast. Have I been doing something differently? Well, I've been drinking a bottle of vodka and yelling racist shit. You know, you'd have to go, there's, there might be a correlation there, right? That's just, that's just what you would think. So when you look at, when you look at everything happening, you got to go, what has happened? Now, it could be that it's COVID, but maybe, I don't think so. It might be the, the untested mRNA vaccines that's rolled out. Just a theory. Okay. And I'm maybe it's wrong. But it seems like a, a weird correlation. So very weird one. Yeah, yeah. A little also little. what I what I haven't seen um talked about as much, but what I find interesting, you alluded to the soccer players and there's some other athletes who had these issues, but there has been this large increase in bodybuilder deaths in the last year. There have been quite a few uh, known bodybuilders. Even I think a Mr. Olympia from two years ago died in his, I think, 40s or 50s. So quite a few bodybuilders um, have died in the last, say, 18 months. And I thought, like, obviously, um, endurance athletes might be more prone to have cardiovascular issues with the vaccine or COVID or whatever the reason is. But I thought, like, if you're a bodybuilder and you weigh, like, say, 300 pounds and you're pure muscularity, Maybe the vaccine or whatever else it is has uh, in fact uh, impact there as well. You know, I, I'm not, I haven't heard somebody talk about it, but I would be interested if there's a correlation between the bodybuilder increase in deaths and something else. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it, if you have such a system and your heart needs to pump for a 300 yeah. pound muscular guy, I would think that adverse effects are m- more likely. You see what I mean? Because yeah. when they take their steroids and so on, their um, their oh, heart and muscle, yeah. yeah, yeah. So who knows? But you see what I'm saying? It's like maybe it's not just the soccer players. Maybe it's also in bodybuilding now. So like with that correlation, if we're gonna look at that, right? And we both agree, and kind of odd, rolling out a billion vaccines that no one's ever used before. Heart attacks in young people of all races. By a company that paid the highest, uh, you know, uh, yeah, right. And for it's, misrepresentation. And it's of not just some, products. and it's not some weird, you know. It's like uh, black people are more predisposed to sickle cell, right? Uh, Korean people don't have as much uh, uh, alcohol dehydrogenase enzyme, mm. so they'll get drunk a lot quicker and you'll get sick quicker, 
right? A white Irish guy, I get burned, right? I have the same skin. Yeah. This is different, right? This is across all ages, both sexes, all nationalities. What else? What's the common denominator? The vaccine. So if we're going to accept that as a premise of, of critical thinking, you have to at the same time go, is the world going to shit? It seems like it's darker now than ever, right? Despite mm-hmm. World War One and World War Two and bubonic plague and Genghis Khan and whatever, it seems kind of, you know, this one seems more vicious. It seems more, the world economic, it seems like they're going for global domination. It seems like things are more fucked than ever. But there is a variable in the, in the, in the time frame of human history, what have we seen in our lives that has never happened before? And it's everyone has a camera and a microphone. Mm. We are seeing the news from everywhere. It used to be you lived in your town. You saw the good and the bad, right? Negative news does grab your attention as well as it should. If it's 2,000 years ago or 5,000 years ago, and someone gets eaten by a tiger, we should all pay attention to that. We should all talk about it and go, you heard about Bob, he got eaten by the tiger. Let's all be on the fucking lookout for tigers. If a little girl finds a beautiful flower, that's not really news, right? So I think that we have developed over millions and millions of years, whatever the most recent Homo sapien is, to have good and bad. So you maybe you'd have Bob got eaten by a tiger, but then maybe you'd have two months of good news. Sue had a kid. You know, we, you know, we found some wild horses and now we have horses. We discovered a new river and it kind of balances out. And then someone else gets eaten by a fucking lion or whatever, or somebody kills someone else. And that's bad. But then you have all the little good things in your village. Right now, we don't, we have access to everything. You and I aren't hearing about Every time somebody saves a puppy or, you know, uh, grandma got visited by all the grandkids, we're not hearing about every little story in, in Berlin or Moscow or Tokyo or Atlanta. What we are seeing, though, is 10 people shot dead. Guy runs onto subway with a machete. You know, Ukrainian forces bomb or whatever the fuck. China's locking down, you know, Uyghur Muslims, putting them in concentration camps. So we're getting all of the bobs eaten by a tiger and none of the the little girl found the flower. And so if I'm going to accept that it's weird that there's youthful heart attacks at the same time as a vaccine rollout, I have to also accept is the world more fucked than ever? Or are we at a time where we don't know how to handle this? We we have developed so slowly and so meticulously just the shapes of our ears, the color of our skin, the digits on our hands. And then, I mean, really, not even like radio or TV. I mean, really, I got my first cell phone in 2007, a lot of oh, my that's friends. That's late. Yeah, that was late. Yeah, you know, right. my parents didn't let me get them, probably for good reason. 
But let's say you get him. Oh, how old are you? Where are you then? It was, I was 15 years ago, right? No, so, no, no. So, that, no, so that was 2005 then. Mm. So if I was 15. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was around the same age when I was. So let's just, let's just say older. it's right. What I've, that's not a normal coming of age story where you get the, you know, it's not like a, there are coming of age of stories, right? You find the love, you get married, you have the kid, you bury your parents, you go to your friend's wedding. There are these kind of stories that, you know, precede the great pyramids. They're just as old as time, right? Love, heartbreak, war. It's not a normal coming of age story <laughs> that when you become a man, here's your box that connects you to the entire world and the entirety of human knowledge in real time. There's Napoleon doesn't write about, yeah, and then I was 15 and my dad pulled me aside and, you know, he gave me the phone. It's this is brand new to the point where the generation above us doesn't understand it nearly as well as we do. And the generation below us is even more plugged in. Mm. So if we're going to accept the critical thinking approach of heart attacks, vaccine rollout, never happened before. If you accept that, you have to at least allow the thought. Is everything as bad? Is everything worse than it's ever been before? Maybe it is. Maybe the heart attacks really are from climate change. Is there another obvious variable? Am I just losing subscribers because I'm not doing as well? Or is it because I'm getting shit-faced and, you know, calling for the beheading of people? I don't know, Tommy. That's a pretty wild, you know, variation. It's not that you're maybe a little more tired or you're not putting in enough effort. There's a pretty big variable change. That's a pretty big variable change that we have... I mean, I can get on, I have to, I down every day I download Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and I upload the podcast to them, and then I delete them off my phone. I delete the apps off my phone every day. Every day? Can't you just get a burner phone? I could, but I have this, and I know if those are on my phone, just like... You know, there's like kind of that joke about guys like you won't even be paying attention. You'll be watching TV and you just have your hand on your dick and you're like, why am I playing with my balls? And it's just like a, it's just you're like, what am I doing? Right. Or you start biting your fingernails. You don't even realize you're doing it. Mm. I find myself throughout the day. Got to go piss. Blah, blah, blah. Not even paying attention. My thumb just kind of goes to Instagram. Oh, man, that girl's so hot. Oh, man, that guy has a better life than me. I'll never have that. Oh, man, look at Facebook. Everyone's married with kids, and they're all so happy. Oh, man, I'm so alone. Man, I'm such a loser, man. Oh, look at Twitter. Oh, my God, a bomb went off in, in you know, fucking wherever. And Oh, my God, like this happened in Spain. Oh, man, there's a serial killer in Venezuela. Like, oh, Jeff. I have to keep it off my phone mm. because I'm not wired for that, right? There are other things I am wired for, like a human being. Mm. anxieties, depression, fatigue, things that I have, that you have, that Alexander the Great had, that Jesus Christ of Nazareth had, that everyone has. And then that, that also doesn't mean that we have to shy away from it, right? Because we have to boldly go into the future. You know, we don't, we didn't avoid airplanes because we've never done that. No, through brutal trial and error, we learned flight, right? Right electricity 
they're for cars, right? The early cars didn't have airbags. You just got into a crash and that was it. You're fucking dead. So you can't also can't avoid it, right? Clearly, I'm not avoiding it. I do a podcast. I'm, this is literally what I do. But I have to see the variable that where does all this anxiety come from? Is it you're not paying attention? You're just scrolling. Oh, man, FBI raided Trump, uh, Trump's house. Oh, man, there's a police state taking over. Oh, man, it's the end of the world. Oh, man. My little brother got married last weekend, and we were on this on this island, and there's no service. And without realizing it, over the course of like three days, and I don't like being around people, and that might come as a surprise to people because I do a podcast. I can only handle people for like an hour or so. Mm. It drains me. I get anxious. I like doing the podcast because as soon as this is over, I can just turn off the screen. I love <laughs> being alone. That's that's where I get my energy from. That's where I get calm. I love meditating. I love solitude. It just it brings me happiness. I'm pretty much the same way. Despite being around people nonstop for like a three-day function, I was less stressed out than I normally am. And I didn't realize it until I got back to the airport and I had service on my phone. And I started just scrolling again and i felt this instant pang of like i was like what what was that and for three days i hadn't been just scrolling mindlessly even if i delete the apps off my phone i'll find myself go to reddit and it's funny <laughs> you're looking at you know tim dillon's my favorite comedian i always love his subreddit that the memes are great but then you you, you go into conspiracy or news and very quickly, the world's so fucked. Nancy Pelosi's going to Taiwan. We're on the edge of nuclear fucking war. Joe Biden's a puppet. They're taking over the fucking world. Klaus Schwab is personally going to rape me. All right. Turn it off. Go walk outside. There's just big puffy clouds going by. Some geese. You see a lady walking the stroller. What are you doing? Huh. It's pretty good. And that doesn't mean mm -hmm. put your head in the sand, right? Because that's how dictatorships come to power is you're not paying attention. But so I have to look at that. What was the big variable? I didn't have phone service this past weekend or two weeks or whatever the fuck it was. Huh. That's a pretty big variable for my day to day life. Is the world going to shit? Or are we in, it seems long, right? We've had phones for 15, 17 years. But in terms of like, you know, cavemen gathering wood for a fire. And now, this is just a three-day weekend. Are we in this weird fucked up time where we don't know how to control this thing yet? It's just, it's just negativity. It's just insanity. It's, that's, that's the thing that spreads the quickest. It's Bob got eaten by a tiger. But it's you're just getting notifications on your phone. Bob got eaten by a tiger. Kevin got eaten by a tiger. Sam got eaten. You're like, you're like, fuck, where, where are all these goddamn tigers? But they're like two continents away. And so I could be wrong. This might be the end of the world. It might be biological warfare. It might be a world economic forum, global technocratic dictatorship. 
it might be thermonuclear exchange with with China. It might also be we're in this weird wild west of you know the early cars where there were no rules. You didn't need a seatbelt. You didn't need a fucking airbag. You didn't need doors if you didn't want. Fuck off. Just drive around, honk honk. You hit somebody that's the steering column goes through your chest, and you're like, well, next. And you're still just pumping out Model Ts. Right, right? It's I don't know that. But the early skyscrapers in New York and Chicago. If there was a fire, you were just fucked. Like you were just fucked. It was just the end. You just burned to death. Now we've got skyscrapers. We've got it kind of figured out, right? Fire suppression systems, emergency elevators, fire escapes. Sure, you get a 9-11, but that's few and far between. We might be in this like really insane time. For to us, it seems, well, it's been here forever. It's 17 years. I look back in my memory and it's like, first time I ever made out with a girl. Oh yeah, I had a cell phone in my pocket. First time I got fucked up. Oh yeah, I had a cell phone. You go away to college. First time you drive your car on your own. I have these in my life. Like a normal life experience. But no generation before me. Has ever been able to look back. And been like, oh yeah, I remember having my phone in my car. When No. When my parents had car. It was the 70s. There's no fucking cell phone. So. I have to kind of entertain that. It might be the end. It might just be that we all kind of need to like delete Twitter off our phones and just take a breather. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, neither do I. I think the social media apps and in general, um, all the billions that went into people kind of figuring out how to get people longer into Facebook and whatever, like the, the, the whole billion dollar industry of attention and how to keep people uh, in there. I think I, I stopped using Facebook, I think six or seven years ago. I don't use LinkedIn and so on. I do use Twitter, but only for blockchain and only, um, you know, to further my knowledge. Um, in general, I think if anything, I'm most addicted to YouTube. Because you have a video and then you get other options and I'm very visual. So like, and for me, if I do 1.5 or 2x speed, a lot of the the videos are, you know, quite quick. So you can, you know, listen to it and understand everything and still 2x is fine. So I don't read a lot of books anymore or I, I didn't really do that when I was younger either. But in general, it's like not my preferred way of consuming information. Like I like to hear and see at the same time and consume quicker than in books. But um, in general, even with YouTube, there are a lot of problems because, you know, you, you can get down the rabbit hole and be interested in a certain topic. And then like a squirrel, there's something to the right or to the left and you can um, kind of lose time quickly. I think a big problem with the social media things is just how much time it consumes. If it would be 10 minutes a day, maybe you feel shitty. Maybe you read something you shouldn't read, but it's 10 minutes. You have a life outside. But what happens is that all these apps combined with TV and Netflix and dating and, you know, all of this combined takes up so much of your time and so much of your dopamine reward system. 
that um, in the end, you're sitting still at home alone. You haven't met anybody today, but you spend eight or 10 hours on some services you're, that you're don't improve. Out. Yeah. And it doesn't improve your quality of life. And, you know, in general, I think 50 or 100 years from now, they will look down upon us. Oh, like yeah. we were smoking cigarettes. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. How they were like rabbits giving themselves like these these dopamine <laughs> yeah. drops yeah. all the time with social media. That <laughs> that must be the result fifty or hundred years from now, right? Because yeah, I mean this is not healthy. I think from all the videos and talks I heard about, you know, young people getting more and more mentally um, unhappy and inst- unstable. It's like it's going up in- extremely for young people and especially young females because they mm. tend to be more like comparing themselves to mm. others right yeah so i think it's a big detriment and to the point that you alluded to the generation before us didn't have mobile phones and the generation now never knew in life without mobile phones so we are the in-betweeners who can still see both sides kind of oh yeah and it's gonna be interesting to see how like a 15 year old now when they're like in their thirties, if their attention span, their happiness, their uh, understanding of the world might be completely warped to what is normal, you know? And, and then give it another two generations. And we might look at them and go, they're all so stressed out. But if we're all dead, what's it to stressed and compared to what? Mm. They might all be like, no, this is normal. You're supposed to constantly be panicking. <laughs> like, you know, like that might be a weird thing. Yeah. And I mean, who knows the point you, you said earlier about the vaccine side effects or whatever else the, 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 the reason for the excess mortality or other issues right now is we might find out in the next years. Because if this keeps happening, it's maybe it's a, uh, multifactorial problem you know where the combination of a reinfection with the vaccine or maybe it's i don't know 5g or whatever so we will hopefully find out before it's too late because i see it in in the elderly um, parents and friends and so on that more and more people have health issues right now mm-hmm. and it's it's not like the obvious ones it's like cancer and uh you know, people like I have two cases of um, where friend, the parents of friends, they just fell over from one day to the other without obvious reasons. Jesus. It's not sudden death. They're not dead. But, you know, it's it never happened before. And this in the last 12 months or maybe 18 months, it, it, it's a weird coincidence because none of them had none. None of these people had these issues prior. But as you said, it, uh, it, it's not clear evidence, but it points into a direction where I'm getting more and more anxious about what the reason is and how this is going to end. I don't think we're all going to die. I, I think maybe the vaccine side effects are not even as harmful as some of us might fear. But my issue is that stuff is happening and I don't have a clear explanation to why that is. Yeah, I mean, it might just be that it might just be that they've always covered up side effects, but now this one's in the age of social media. And whereas they used to just have to censor like a couple newspapers, 
now they had to start censoring like thousands and millions of YouTube channels. Maybe we all just got paranoid. We're like, what the fuck are they covering up? And maybe this is just the norm. Maybe it's not. I mean, I mean, to be fair, also, it was under a very con- constrained time schedule, right? Uh-huh. So they had to roll it out quickly. Mistakes can happen. The issue is with the with, with the double blind placebo trials and so on. Yeah. That the trials were so shitty. If you roll something out to billions of people and you produce one of the most or the most successful product ever created in pharma, right? For that time period, with it, you have something that's maybe more successful over 20 years, but you have nothing that's successful over such a brief period of time financially. And governments advertising your product, you know, shielding you from liability mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So there, there are so many different incentives to find something, to roll it out and to you know, make it available and mass produce it. That once the machine started, I think they found ways to make it going, even if yeah. there were concerns, even if the data didn't hold up. Because there, there's so much money to be made, and there's so much pressure to roll out the product to save people, that a lot of them got probably convinced that it's for the better good of humanity to roll out the product, even if it's not super safe because it saves lives, quote unquote. Right. I mean that. Like, you have to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, let's say it's you and me. So you're the president, and I'm the secretary of defense. And I come to you, and I'm like, we think this is a bioweapon. And if it's not, it's a novel coronavirus. We have this DARPA technology, which they, that's when it started. It was all DARPA after 9-11. So we could have these, like, rapid reproducible vaccines for any threat. And you might, you know, bring up the big war game thing and go, all right, we're not sure what this is. And we'll only know what this is in two years, but by then it's too late. So option one is we do nothing and maybe nobody dies. Option two is we do nothing and 90% of America dies. Option three is we roll out a vaccine that saves 90% of America and option four is that we roll out a vaccine turns out coronavirus wasn't that bad. And like a hundred thousand people die from adverse effects. Well, in hindsight, you know, those, but what about when it's December, 2019 and you're in the Pentagon and you're the president and it's two in the morning and the sec def and the head of the CDC is right there. And they're like, these are your four options. What do you want to be? Do you want to yeah. gamble and go, I did nothing? And it, I mean, modern medicine brought a lot of good stuff to us yeah. as well. So yeah. it's not like I'm anti-vaccine. I'm like no, no, not, no, trying not to all. figure out the data. And if people don't collect the data nor release the data, then yeah. I have a problem. Because yeah. I cannot make uh, you know, a good uh, fact-based judgment on what I want to do. And that's why I was holding back from taking the vaccine back then. And then more and more data came out. I'm like, something is not adding up. And not, but most of the people took it because they believed that the government and big pharma together would make sure that it's safe and effective, right? Yeah. And uh, I don't, I don't blame these people. We might be the ones wrong, right? Maybe yeah. this is all like a we lot of don't time know. spent on, <laughs> you know, maybe there are side effects, but they're not that bad. And now we throw everything into this 
rabbit hole because we think like, ah, ha, ha, I saw it. And aha, this is it, right? I have a nosebleed. It must be the vaccine. Yeah. But to me, these kind of incidents that happened in the last couple of months, they are not explained by people just aging or people just, you know, having bad luck. This is too commonplace in my circles now that older, like, not friends, but the parents of friends have these huge health, health issues where they had none 12 to 18 months ago. Mm-hmm. And to me, this is scary. I, I'm not going to say it's this or that. It's too early, but I'm getting more and more anxious observing what's happening. And, you know, on the one hand, I'm not going to go around and like try to wake people up that, that it's the vaccine because I don't know for certain. To me, as to you, it's the most plausible explanation. But we will have we to wait that. and see what's happening down the road. I'm just like, I'm not going to wait until the last person has issues to tell them that something is rotten in Denmark, right? Yeah. But so, it's too early to, to wake them up because, you know, I'm not certain either. Yeah. And like, it's not mutually exclusive that it was either like a heroic act or that it was all bad. Like, even if the vaccines did save, let's say COVID was like, like Ebola, even if the vaccines did save like 95% of the world, you'd still have corporations price gouging. Like that's just, that's kind of like the, yeah, like don't have a naive view of the world. So like you can go into, you can go into doing something and people will still take advantage of it. They just will. And it's not entirely it's not exclusive to one thing, you know, like, uh, there were, there were companies that were selling like, um, uh, malfunctioning rifles, I think to the army in like world war one, mm-hmm. like American companies. And it's like, dude, your neighbors are going to die overseas, but there are still companies that were just selling shit because they're making money. You know, I'm sure the same thing happened in world war two. That doesn't mean that it wasn't a noble cause to go, you know, kill the fucking Nazis and the Japanese. But it also doesn't mean that there weren't some shitheads price gouging. Right? So it's... Hey, IBM sold these machines. (laughs) They sold... IBM sold the punch card machines to... Mm. Was it IG Farben and Dachau? That's how they kept track of them? You know, now they just do business solutions. But er, back then, they used to do final solutions. It's... It's yeah. so crazy that they would just sell these machines for the Germans to kind of take count yeah. of how many Jews got killed. And yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. You know, Krupp, the, uh, the German arms, uh, you know, that was there for like 400 years, right? There's a great book about it called The Arms of or Krupp, K-R-U-P-P. And for like 400 or 350 years they built weapons for the the Germans or whatever, but it was before Germany. And it was all about like protecting the homeland at all costs, the biggest guns, the biggest artillery. That was eventually co-opted and used by the Germans in World War II, if I'm remembering correctly. So something that started as like protect the homeland, protect your like women and children was then used to, like, shell villages in Poland. 
it, you can't always draw like a fine line between good and evil. Like the, the it's really like murky water. Yeah. So it's hard to say. Was this released, and is the government, you know, in bed with big pharma, and is the, they're rolling this out for a cash grab, and then it's a depopulation? Maybe. You could also say it's completely chaotic. It's probably somewhere in between. There's probably factions. Just like the U.S. government isn't a monolith, right? The FBI hates the CIA. The CIA hates the FBI. They both hate the Department of Homeland Security, right? The CIA is at odds with the DIA, the Defense Intelligence Agency. You have the National Geospatial Agency, and then you also have the National Reconnaissance Office. They're both vying for who gets the better satellites. Like you have, uh, you have uh, the, you have NORAD. You have uh, the Missile Defense Agency, and then you have something that I just learned about the other day called DEFSMAC, which is like the NSA's. Missile Defense Agency that 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 um, um who the fuck was the Secretary of Defense under JFK? Uh, not McCartney, not McCartney. No, what's the fuck is his name? This is driving me crazy now. Do you know who I'm talking about? Who's the I, Secretary of Defense under under? It's not my country. Oh God, I know superficial stuff about this, but not the uh, Oh no, I have to look this up. One second. Vietnam. Secretary of Defense McNamara. Under... McNamara. I heard that name, but so yeah, wouldn't so, so McNamara started started Def Smack in the NSA because he didn't think NORAD was up to the job. But NORAD, I think, was under the also under the auspices of Strategic Air Command, and I could be butchering that. And so you have Curtis Lamet. So you have these guys who at the highest levels we're still bickering and bitching. Like you can go, you can listen to the tapes from the Oval Office during the Cuban Missile Crisis, which is the most insane thing that you can actually sit in and listen to that. And JFK was taping them without them knowing it, and they sound like fucking kids. You have Curtis LeMay, who it's like it's like you and I saying like I don't want to be right about this. Haha, <laughs> you know, I'm right, the vaccine is poison, and then everyone I love dies. Curtis LeMay said something to JFK, JFK is like, we're not invading, we're not invading Cuba. And uh, LeMay goes, it looks like you've got yourself in a in a pretty bad fix. And JFK looks at him, well, allegedly looks at him, you obviously you don't know, you're listening. And he goes, what did you just say? And he goes, it looks like you're in a pretty bad fix. And he goes, you're in there with me. Like, Ha, JFK, you lost the nuclear war. Sucks to you. No, we're all fucking dead. But that's the, I mean, that's widely regarded as the closest we've been to nuclear annihilation. And they were still like, eh, I told you. So, like, that makes me think that there is no, like, cabal. But it's probably factions. Mm. It's probably factions against other factions. Like the FBI and the CIA wouldn't share information. And that's how the terrorists lived in the United States for like a year and a half before they did 9-11. And then afterwards, instead of saying, holy shit, let's never let that happen again, they blamed each other. 
three thousand uh, Americans dead, and they're like, he did it. No, he did it. I don't really know how the fuck I got onto this, but it also leaves room for the question of why why it happened back then, right? And like if they knew for a year that the terrorists, well, yeah, were and in the come, well, yeah, and then it comes into that, and they're following them, and uh, they probably let them prepare Tower Seven. Uh, with, with, yeah, yeah, and then who was it? John Brenner, the head of the CIA under Obama, he was the Saudi station chief, who, whether it's he literally stamped, or it's under his control stamped, stamped the pot, uh, the passports for the nineteen hundreds. Oh. Really? It's a little odd. That's an interesting coincidence. It's a little odd. The head of CIA counterintelligence, James G. Zangleton, had a file on Lee Harvey Oswald starting in 1959, four years before. Things that make you think, you know? it's Does that mean the whole government's on it, or is it a faction? You know? It's yeah. the The problem is, as a civilian, you never have a good overview of these things. You really need to spend so much time to get to the bottom of things, and then even then, you usually only have secondhand yeah. information. So, with the pandemic or nine eleven or the moon landing or whatever, yeah, it's really hard to know what really happens. Yeah, it's it's. I think that's maybe why I like history is because I can get like a. I can like sink my teeth into it more. You have like deathbed confessions. You have leaked memos. There's also no one around to like uphold the conspiracy anymore. They're all dead. No one cares. I think that's why I'm more attracted to history Mm. because like, although, although the present is obviously much more important because it's happening now, I'm not as attracted to it because I don't want to waste time listening to a thousand hours of documentaries on something that ended up being a lie or inaccurate, mm-hmm. whether intentionally or unintentionally. I like a lot more going back and like listening to audio recordings from the Oval Office mm-hmm. or seeing declassified memos or seeing shit from KGB moles or CIA moles. You can just get a better grasp on. But then it's like you said, even then it's secondhand knowledge. Again, Tim Dillon, he goes, we have this idea that just because it's from like a declassified memo, that that's the whole story. Mm. Like, do you think they're fucking retarded? The CIA didn't type up a memo that said, all right, the operation blow JFK's head off. No. (laughs) So just because it's not in a memo doesn't mean it didn't exist. There's things where they go, hey, don't fucking write that thing down. We're not. That's off the record. Right. So even that's not the whole story. But yeah, I mean and weren't multiple intelligence agencies surveilling surveilling the uh high level Al Qaeda members in Kuala Lumpur in the year two thousand? I'm not there? sure about that one, but it's isn't it known that, you know, the bin Laden family was friends or had had connections to the president back then or the presidential family. I, um, yeah. like the bin Laden it doesn't crazy. mean anything, but the, the fact that Rumsfeld got f- filthy rich after the fact and <laughs> other things is like, uh, it's weird. 
but weird. then again, then again, for example, I saw a documentary about 9/11 and that the ownership of the twin towers shifted Larry before Silver the attack, and you know the insurance stuff. Yeah. And and then I have to stop myself because it became kind of anti anti-Jewish almost because well, yeah. this is a you know what I mean it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's, sometimes you have to like think like what is the intent of the guy who's making who's telling you the story yeah. yeah so it's but but then the problem is it's factual that the guy owned the twin tower at the time right so it's and, hmm. and then you have to think was that intentionally co-opted and they started making it sound anti-Semitic or was the guy that yeah. made the documentary actually anti-Semitic like it's not it's not a lie to say that Larry Silverstein bought the Twin Towers the year before for a 99-year lease and took out like $4 billion in insurance on them. That's not a lie. If the person then goes to say, and this is why the global Jewish cons- – you go, oh, well, for fuck's sake. And mm. it's – who knows? Maybe Larry Silverstein goes, hey, make a documentary and then poison it with anti-Semitism. Mm. Or maybe the guy making the thing is actually an anti-Semite. Like, yes, you can. You'll know I've been co-opted when I start to say, and Doctor Malone and I are certain that the Earth is hollow, mm. and that there are dinosaur people inside. You go, oh well, now the whole thing's fucked. And like, so was that intentional or not, or are you just insane? And even if you are insane, it doesn't mean that some of the shit you said wasn't true. Yeah. Right, I agree, but it, most people are more in the black and white, you know. Where if this guy is a genius, then everything, everything he says he must said's be right. If this guy is a crazy homeless guy, then nothing he says can be, you know, taken for face value. And usually, it's somewhere in between. You have some extreme uh, weirdos shaping this world, whether it's food tech or it's, you know, some guy that is not able to live in an normal life in society but has this unique talent to think outside of the box in other areas and then i mean nikola tesla was probably not somebody who was you know apparently he was good with the media but in general he was very neurotic from what i remember about him and still he was very impactful for his time so i mean some of the most successful people i i can't encountered um, or this is for the next podcast with, about about Bitcoin. The, the people are very autistic, very mm-hmm. special in their own way. Um, and they, if you would get to know them, you would not think super highly of them just from their appearance or what they say uh, outside of their uh, domain of expertise. Yeah. But when they move into that field, then it's like, whoa, this is a completely different ball game. You know, those are like geniuses in their fields. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, right? FDR is kind of like a legendary president, right? And some people hate him and say he instituted socialism. Some people say he's God. The reality is, is he pulled us out of the Great Depression, the Dust Bowl, and and organized the American industry to conquer the Nazi war machine overall, probably pretty good, right? That's a, mm. he had a big task on his plate and he did it from a wheelchair. It's pretty solid. He also wouldn't meet with Jesse Owens, the black, uh, track star mm-hmm. who gold medaled in Berlin. 
FDR was also cheating on his wife with his uh, mistress in Warm Springs, Georgia, which is where he died. If he's alive today, he's a racist and he's a misogynist. Hashtag me too. But you put him there and he did a pretty good job. Eisenhower had a mistress. General Patton had a mistress. I think Curtis LeMay had a mistress. They also won World War II. JFK is pretty revered. That dude would be canceled so fast today. <laughs> I mean, his dad was a was a bootlegger selling moonshine in cahoots with the mafia to allegedly help steal the election in, in 1960. And he was fucking everything that walked in the Oval Office. <laughs> that, that's... Marilyn be... Monroe. Yeah. You do that today, dude. You would be worse than Donald Trump or Alex Jones in the eyes of the media. But, and that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be looked down upon. You know, you, you do those things and those really aren't respectable things. He also danced us through the Cuban Missile Crisis without killing us all. Mm. Right? Michael Jordan is allegedly an asshole. He also won six rings. Donald Trump. Well, sometimes it can help you, you know, if you don't think too much or too highly of your your colleagues or something, you don't have this burden that, you know, you might fuck somebody over or so. Well, that's... So, you know, if you're Michael Jordan, all you care about is winning, and that's what, you know, gives you your energy. It's like well, making somebody falter to your greatness, kind of, right? And if, if that's your driving factor, I mean, a lot of for example, bodybuilders usually have daddy and uh, insecurities, right? Daddy mm -hmm. issues, insecurities. Sure. Boxers usually are very sensitive people also, and they they use this persona to be this great the fighter, but, yeah. but by themselves, they're kind of, you know, insecure and have a lot of self-doubt, you know? So sometimes that gives you this shield that protects you. And what, what you said is, you know, sometimes that may help you. I don't think it's sometimes. I think that's probably, that's the rule, not the exception. Mm. That assholes are wildly successful. Because, yeah, the FDR is like, I don't like my wife, I'm going to fuck her, and I don't like black people. And you're like, Jesus Christ. And he's also like, uh, when Leo Szilard uh, defected from Germany and came to the United States and then had Einstein write a letter to FDR about... uh the possibility of a uranium bomb. Truman had it in 1945 and was still like, do we use this or do we not use this? In 1940, I think it was 40, maybe it was 42. When FDR heard about it, he just went, yeah, build it. <laughs> just straight up, like poker face, build it. And even as it was getting closer to success, they were like, this thing is insane like this is going to be dangerous he said something along the lines of like i don't give a damn i'm so tired of this war and the killing of american boys go vaporize all of japan that's hard fucking core that's not some liberal socialist that's also hardcore. that's not sure if that person should be in control <laughs> but there you go you no know, i'm tired let's bomb them yeah 
Well, no, his idea. No, he. It's I'm tired of all of our boys yeah. being killed. Yeah. yeah. So it's you look at that and you go, that's kind of hardcore. So now, you, if you take any conservative today, and I'm pretty conservative, the FDR was a socialist. I'm like, okay, but he also just not even blinking an eye. Just went, yeah, nuke him, fucking end it. That's insane. Like, that's absolutely insane. JFK, a Democrat. Oh, he's weak. No, he maneuvered us through thermonuclear Armageddon. All right? Bill yeah. Clinton. Bill Clinton's a rapist. I've interviewed a woman that he's raped. Really? Who? Uh, Juanita Broderick. That was before Levinsky or? That was, was before he was president. It was in like the 70s. Oh, wow. Yeah. But he also oversaw like the big, and I could be wrong in this, like the biggest peacetime expansion of our economy. Supposedly, from what I grasped, he was very intelligent, right? Yeah. So, like... And I wouldn't even say he was a bad president. I think not highly of him as a person, but he was not a bad president, I would argue. Yeah. So the point we're making with all of these is, like, just because you're one doesn't mean you're the other. Mm. Right? So, I don't, you know... So if Pfizer rolls out this vaccine, that may be evil. But there's probably a lot of people in this world who are like, hey, you know what? Maybe they're evil. But at any other point in human history, I shouldn't be alive. But I now I'm able to have whatever daily insulin or, you know, I have a rare disease where I take a probiotic that only one in a million people need. They probably don't think Pfizer's too evil. Mm. Right. I mean, yeah, I the, the the question is, did they just, you know, push out a product too quickly that is much below our expectations? And, that you know, it's a mixture of false advertisement, false hope, and, you know, maybe rushing too much. Or is there something else behind this um, where the effects are not by accident, you know, yeah. that is, yeah, is it malicious? that is one of the big questions that needs to be answered and hopefully not in 20 or 30 years, but before we move on in the next years, because now it's four or fifth shot and then, you know, it goes on and on. And if, if whoever, uh, the doctors you talk to, um, what's the, the Dutch guy, um, uh, uh, Gert. Yeah, Van, Van der Bosch. Van, Van der Bosch. Van der Bosch. Yeah. For example, if he's right and we should not use an anti-Omicron vaccine um, during high infection phases, and I think Peter McCullough said that he thinks it's unlike or even Robert Malone, but if Van der Bosch is correct, then this could be the time, like as with the Spanish flu, where you had like a cytokine storm, mm -hmm. right? Kind of going for the strongest immune systems all of a sudden, not for the weakest. And in this case, it would not be that effect, but it also would mean the, the virus would get more dangerous again and not just spreading easier, um, but also be more more deadly again. Yeah. So I hope, I hope a lot of the quote-unquote conspiracy talks are ending up just being that, conspiracy. Because yeah. I don't want to see... A majority of the population worldwide um, being influenced by something that has never been administered to humanity in the history of, of our species, right? This stuff 
with the spike protein and, and mRNA and all this combination of things. Um, and then you have constant possibilities of reinfection with the original COVID. I have no clue what this does to our immune system, to our health. And yeah, I, I hope uh, we will find out in the future that it's all just not as bad as people expected. Well, uh, we'll wrap this episode up with, I guess, like one last example. that I And something about. positive, hopefully. Well, yeah. Because you started off quite positive. Oops. Just one back on. Yeah, it cut out. It does that every once in a while. Um, I think we're good. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yeah, yeah, it does that every once in a while. Um, I think it's positive. But so JFK didn't want us to invade Cuba because he thought it would be the end of the world. And LeMay was really critical May, who had authority to talk. He wasn't just, you know, the head of strategic air command. He also led up the, the the bombing campaign over Japan. And not just like from a desk. He would be in the front plane. Because fucking American through and through. <laughs> this guy saw war. He knew what war was. He wanted us to go bulldoze uh, uh, Cuba because he thought we could. And it was to never let America falter again. James <laughs> Jesus Angleton intelligence officer during world war ii saw the worst of the worst and because of that would justify anything that the cia did in the interest of america you know one of the one of the conspiracies is is not they didn't whack jfk just because he wasn't for the war but because they actually believed this guy although he has good intentions is going to destroy this country. And at the time, World War II was only 18 years in the past. So about the same time as I've had a phone. Not mm. that long. These guys remember World not veterans, they remember World War II. And they're looking at JFK, this handsome dude that's fucking every bitch, right? And he's going, we're not going to invade Cuba. We're not a war. In These guys are going, Dude, I nuked Japan twice, and the only reason I didn't do it a third time is because then the third nuke wasn't ready. Hardcore motherfuckers. Mm. They, it might be they looked at JFK and said, we're going to kill him, and it's for the best of America. Mm. Almost him. certainly that was the case if they did it. I don't think it was just much. There's probably a lot of guys that went, well, if we do that, we can also make a shit ton of money in Vietnam. Sure. And LeMay said as such, said as much that he thought JFK was weak and that we had Cuba, we could have taken it, and we could have crushed the Soviets. It didn't come out until, like, I want to say, like, 2005 in some document that they found in Russia that there were actually operational tactical nukes on Cuba. We had thought that they were still being assembled. And that's why LeMay wanted to go wipe him out. Hmm. There were operational tactical nukes in Cuba. And not only that, the Soviet premier, I think it was Khrushchev or Brezhnev, Khrushchev had made an unprecedented delegation of authority to let 
uh, Cuban field officials, they didn't need his permission. They said, if you see fit, you can use this nuke. On an island 90 miles off of America, if we go in there and all of a sudden they start seeing flashes of nukes, we're going to nuke the fuck out of Cuba and then we're going to nuke the fuck out of Russia or Soviet Union and everyone's dead. We look back now, and if you could have James Jesus Angleton and Curtis LeMay here, who knows? Maybe they're just assholes and just like, fuck this guy. They might sit here and go, oh, holy shit, JFK was right. But by then, 60 years have passed. Hmm. So, like, you and I don't know. It might be something where in 2060, some document comes out and you go, oh, my God, the vaccine was the single best thing that ever happened to humanity. But Not holding my breath. Me neither. Me neither. But the head of the CIA and the head of the Air Force were also certain that JFK was wrong. And it took 60 years to come out after they were both dead that JFK was actually right. I have to have the humility if the head of the CIA and the head of the Air Force didn't have the intelligence they needed. I have to have the humility as a 32-year-old in a bedroom with a camera that I might not have the big picture. And I would hope that in 60 years, someone might look back at these podcasts and maybe you and I are hated as anti-vaxxers. But they go back and look at these and go, you got to understand where they are coming from. Mm. They thought it was fucked. All the signs said that it was a conspiracy. We go back to Curtis LeMay and James Jesus Angleton, knowing what we know, but they don't know. You're looking at them and you're going, I kind of, if we could put our heads in, if we could get into their minds and you look at their firsthand memories of the concentration camps, of the Nuremberg trials, of bombing the Japanese, you might go, Man, maybe they do take extraordinary measures and remove JFK. They were wrong. But maybe they were looking at it like, I will not allow another world war to happen. I don't know. I'm not trying to justify the assassination of JFK, which I realize I'm doing. I'm not, but I'm not trying to do. The well, point is, is like, I don't know. Yes. And also, we don't know who assassinated him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, I mean, it looks like it was correlated with with some agency but we still don't know for sure but so the positive is we could be completely wrong basically we could be wrong in that there things might not be that bad hey i would be the first to be extremely happy if the vaccine improves health for people long term so happy do you know how great it would be if we were both wrong did you know that with the other non um uh, mRNA vaccines, there were positive um, correlations that were not correlated with um, COVID. So people were doing better overall. Yeah. That, but with Pfizer and Moderna, it was the opposite, yeah. right? Yeah, but I think Astro, or Johnson & Johnson, one mm. of them, it was like better. Yeah, so that's also interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. Anyway, I, I hope I hope uh, your positive outlook that we might just be foolish idiots with no virology background and doing rabbit holes sometimes leads to, you know, ideas that are not true um, mm. might might be the case here. Yeah. 
I'm just, you know, <laughs> would also mean that the Robert Malone's, the Peter McCullers, the Thunderbosch and others are completely wrong. Well, that's the um, thing is if, if a James Jesus Angleton and a Curtis LeMay were wrong, they weren't just two assholes sitting in a garage talking. Mm. They were the head of the head of the head. Malone and McCullough, they might be wrong. They might be fucking wrong. Mm. Who knows? Maybe Fauci goes down as like the savior of humanity. I mean, it, it, that <laughs> might be true. Like, I don't, I don't think so. Like you said, I'm not holding my breath. But you're also might... not trying to increase your viewership. I think, right? Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like I said, I don't give a fuck. I don't, if you don't like this podcast, go unsubscribe. I don't give a shit. Band Tommy everywhere. has become a Fauci lover. I have, I have. This is. You now I've been co-opted. I've been co-opted as I've It's like uh, I, I got the one spot in, in your podcast where you're like, guys, it's all cool. Fauci is a good Fauci's guy. Fauci's a great guy. Robert Fauci's... Malone might be wrong. So yeah, actually is good. Yeah, guy. no, we have been compromised. We're talking about the positive effects of the vaccine. Yeah, yeah no, right. this thing I'm defending the assassination of JFK, the positive effects of the vaccine, and talking about Saint Fauci. Also been, the moon I've, landing I've, happened. Yeah. I've been co-opted. This is, it's over. It's over. It's, 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 I'm not the real Tommy anymore. I'm a robot. I've been co-opted. To be fair though, uh, you sound like you're in a good spot. Um, Cause I, I listened to some stuff two months ago. I think it was, sorry to bring it up, but it was also related to your brother. I think that time of the uh, yeah. year, but also you seem kind of burned out and I was like, Oh, I hope he sticks around. And today you're like, Rather the opposite, more yeah. optimistic view of life. And, you know, it, it doesn't need to be black or white. It can be somewhere in between and it's okay. Thank you. Yeah, I I, I, I think could, that's healthy. I could feel for a couple months I was kind of just getting doom and gloom. Yeah, that's I think conspiracy can get you into it's a too direction. Much. It can be too much. And if you do it as your profession or try to make it your profession and you have 800 of those... <laughs> And all you hear are people that are probably more prone to certain conspiracies than not. Otherwise, you would not find them interesting. So that can make something with your view of the world. And then everything is like, you know, this this, uh, rabbit hole of people trying to suppress the truth or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely got to stay more positive. Yeah, I, just I, for your own health, you know. Well, yeah, no, that's what I mean. Fuck everybody else for, for my own mental health. I gotta, you know, I'm very adamant about eight hours of sleep, cardio, weightlifting, and meditation every day. I mean, I should also have the same, like, you gotta stay positive. You can't. I, I agree. I agree. Also, you should try to figure out how you can mix your introvertness with not becoming too secluded because you know a few years older than you are but i also am kind of introverted i'm good with people but i i really enjoy being alone and it kind of drains me to be with people so when you get older you might end up not having as big of a friend circle or a social environment as others that are more outgoing and then when you even get older than that then it might become just a small nucleus and i think it's important to make an effort to not just do what you prefer the most, which is abstain from meeting people yeah. and actually get out there. And, yeah. you know, sometimes, as you said, the last time you did it, you actually felt quite good. 
even though you were with more people than normally and you didn't use your mobile phone and so on. But I think we are, even if you are more of a loner and I'm more of a loner, we are still made to be with humans. You know, we are not single individuals. We are interconnected with others. And the joy you get from watching a comedian podcast might be there, but it cannot compare to having a good real time experience. with friends and family, you know? Yeah. I've had more focus on real experience, less on, you know, entertaining yourself alone. I've, yeah, I've had more than one person tell me that in the last couple months. Like, and like fellow introverts who have been like, hey, I, I get it, but like, you also got to have, you do have to have a circle. Yeah. Like you do need, yeah. You're not going to get it from audiobooks and podcasts. Yeah. Also, uh, to check you, you know, because if you're alone and you consume all this information and you there's talk no to all the ability. Also, there's nobody telling you, man, you should, you know, watch the other side of this yeah. argument because you're now very much into one lane and there's evidence pointing you in completely the other direction, but you might not see it because, you know, nobody's holding you accountable for it anymore. Well, I think also we just some people that talk to you about stuff that you don't find interesting, but that you would not discover otherwise, you know? Well, I think we did a good job at exercising, uh, rethinking today I mean, yes I defended the assassination of jfk without even and, and today i learned that tommy wants me to take the vaccine yes i also learned because it's that. safe and effective because it's safe and effective and it's good and profit margins are part of america yeah it's and that the and that was my positive note was trying to justify <laughs> the assassination of jfk <laughs> well but you might be right you know maybe sometimes I mean, I'm certain the CIA head would be saying, like, okay, we can save X amount of lives. I know it's crazy, but this guy has to go. And then they find some guy that does the job for them that cannot be linked to one of the agencies, right? Yeah. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe it really was just Lee Harvey. And they were like, how the fuck did that happen? (laughs) And how did he get all these angles with these different guns? He's just the best shooter on the planet. Why the fuck did we not recruit him? We should have had him take out Khrushchev. Now, I don't know. Or Putin right now, right? Yeah. Or whoever. I I actually haven't followed Ukraine, Russia too deeply in the last couple of months because I realized because of the pandemic that the information you get, you need to dig so deep to get the rare gems that I didn't want to go into that next rabbit hole, spend yeah. again so much time on this, and then just getting, you know, surface level information for the most part, because I'm not in the inner circle. Yeah. So uh, I abstained of going into that rabbit hole. But from my perspective, it seems like that, that story is also not what it's supposed to be, you know, that. Ukraine was one of the most corrupt uh, countries in the world, or number one, I think. And now it's like everything they do is golden. Yeah, I mean, we overthrew it. The CIA, there was a CIA-backed coup in 2014. That wasn't even a decade ago. Yeah, and some guy, some Russian-Jewish guy sent me that is extremely smart mathematician, sent it me some videos of the Nazi uh, you know soldiers in Ukraine with yeah. all their tattoos yeah, being awful. captured yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah who knows what's happening there it's the world 
the world is very complex. And I think in the last couple of years, it became much more complex. We have more information than ever before, but it's much harder to know what is right and wrong these days, I think. It's different than 70, 80 years ago. You had Hitler on the radio and he's like, this is the solution yeah. and so on. Yeah. And it's like, well, I believe him or I don't believe him, but you did not have, say, 10 different podcasts to the specific yeah, topic. You didn't have that. a podcast going. Did you know that Hitler is actually being funded by American bankers? That's kind of weird. That also, he couldn't uh, digest meat, so he was kind of a vegetarian. Yeah, right? yeah he was. He was. But no one, yeah, no one, no one, no one talks about that. It's just, <laughs> yeah. So in conclusion, maybe JFK had to go. Maybe Fauci is the best, and you should. And if you get the Pfizer vaccine, you'll live to your two hundred. We'll see. I don't know. And we'll next time, I'm bringing up the topic. We'll get onto that right away. Yeah, we completely just fucking de- never even got close. Nah, I'm I'm just happy that it finally happened. Yeah, I know, right? Any issues, right? Yeah. Well, um, we will resume next week, same time, four p.m. Eastern. Um, I've already got it on my calendar, and we'll just go in right off the bat, and I'll just shut up, and you just because I think I I derailed it. I immediately just went into something and next thing you know it's been I, it's cool I, I I could have jumped into that topic but I felt like you know it would be too much too many topics all over the place and just surface level so yeah. let's do it another time and uh, I enjoy the more positive outlook on life um, yeah. where it's not everything is a conspiracy because I think yeah. that's unhealthy you know even though it might be true who knows yeah who knows I think the title. <laughs> The title of this one's going to be Maybe JFK Had to Go. (laughs) (laughs) A thought experiment. And take your vaccine. Yeah. Take your vaccine. JFK had to go. Shut the fuck up. Fall in line. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe I'm just trying to buy off time before the CIA kills me. Or maybe maybe they already recruited you based on this one. That's the thing. Hey, CIA, you don't need to kill me. I I don't actually care. (laughs) Like... I like reading about history that's decades old, all right? I don't actually care. Like, I'm not going to – I'm going to change my immediate world, and I'm going to try to do a beneficial thing. I'd like to change mental health care. I'm not trying to overthrow the military establishment of the planet. I'm not trying to upset the the hierarchy order of, like, central banks. I'd like to maybe make mental health care a little more accessible. You don't need to kill me. You don't need to kill me. Just I'm telling you right now. It would be detrimental to kill me because then people would ask questions. Just let me flounder in obscurity. Or do whatever. I I don't fucking know. I think you have a good chance of surviving because we didn't talk about the Clintons except for Bill's early days today. So there's no assassination. Well, I I have interviewed one of his rape victims, and that was like episode 200-something. So, you know, I haven't been killed yet. Yeah, I mean that actually might put you in danger to be honest. I never right? even thought about that till now. Right? Well, it's I think like, the fact that she's still alive that's means true. that I'm good, right? Mm. Yeah. And also, it's a long time ago, so probably they could not convict him anymore. Yeah. And I think with Jeffrey Epstein and the thirty flights on the plane and yeah. so on, he has so many other topics that this is just one of many. Yeah. 
All right. Anyhow. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, my brain's cooked. That was a good one. That was awesome. I'll see you next week, same time. Uh, I'll send you this episode when it's uploaded. All right. Thank you so much for coming on, man. That was a blast. Enjoyed it. Yeah. Stay positive, everybody. It's in the end, love wins. It's the only thing that matters. We're all gonna die anyway, and that's not a that's not negativity. We're all gonna die anyway, so just fucking love each other. That's that's all we got. Frederick, thank you so much, my man.